You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Monday, November 27th, and we're talking Pirates baseball. We bring in Pirates reporter from MLB.com, Adam Berry. Adam, thanks as always for taking the time. And it's been a tough path, as we all know, over the last year for Jung Ho Gong, released uh, today by his Dominican Winter League team, batting just 143 in 24 games with one homer. It's been uh, quite a saga for Gong. So where do the Pirates and Gong as a player go from here? Yeah, this doesn't really change anything as far as his standing with the Pirates. Um, that much is still uh, every much every bit in question uh, as it was when the offseason began and really dating back to May when his uh, application for a work visa was denied uh, following his offseason DUI arrest in South Korea. Uh, this is more just about his performance in the Dominican Winter League, which was not great. You mentioned the stats there. Uh, you know, for the Pirates and for Gong, this was kind of just like a rehab development time, you know, to sort of shake off the rest, get his feet back under him. The Pirates could get their eyes on him in a more organized setting and see how he's come along in the unlikely event that he is able to play next year. Uh, so I, I think from that perspective, the Pirates did, you know, see where he's at physically. They were pleased with that. Obviously, there was rust from not having played for a year. Uh, but people forget that these Dominican uh, winter ball teams are really competitive. So uh, his club had every every possible right to you know, give him a shot, and they did. They batted him clean up for a long time. They moved him down the lineup. They benched him, and then finally, you know, they decided they they want to win, and they have other guys that want to play, so they uh, released him. And it's my understanding that he'll head back to South Korea for now, and I suppose when the calendar flips, the Pirates will wait and see what they can do as far as getting him a work visa, and that'll be the determining factor for uh, whether he's able to play uh, for the Pirates or, or make it to the United States next year. Uh, at this point, the Pirates are pretty well prepared uh, to move forward in the offseason without him. Uh, that's kind of been their thing since they went out and they got Sean Rodriguez uh, after the August trade deadline. So uh, this doesn't really change anything in that regard. It's just a little bit discouraging uh, that Gong wasn't able to make the most of that uh, winter league, winter ball opportunity. And Adam, just to quickly follow up, just kind of came into my head now in terms of where do GMs and how much stock do they put in winter league ball uh, or in the Arizona Fall League, whatever it is in that situation? How much do they look at as just, okay, this is about a player getting healthy or is it when it's a younger player or even younger, is it about, okay, can this guy help the team even next year? How much stock is put into that? I think it depends on the, the goal going into winter ball. So, you know, for like Starling Marte, you're not going to say, oh, how's he doing there? Or even Jose Ozuna, who you have kind of a representative sample size in the majors and the minors of what he's able to do. You know, maybe it gives you an idea of uh, mechanical changes they've made or stuff that they've been told to work on, uh, especially with big leaguers. That's kind of what you gain from that. Prospects, you know, you get a sense of what they might do against, uh, you know, some of the top competition in the fall league uh, for, you know, the prospects that, that may go out there. But I'd say for the most part, it's just about getting the extra work. The Pirates typically use the off-season leagues for guys who miss time due to injuries or like Marte with the suspension or gone from uh, being on the restricted list all year. So it's not huge necessarily from an evaluation standpoint. I know Neil Huntington really likes it because he thinks the competitive nature of it that I referenced with Jung Ho Gong is actually really good for players who have not you know, played in the big leagues or, or played in the playoffs or anything like that because you know, they may be off-season leagues to us, but they're very meaningful uh, in their, in those countries. So I, I think it's a good experience. I don't necessarily think it's something where you're going to, you know, judge a player's worth or value completely off of that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, no, that makes sense for sure. And uh, a couple minor moves uh, made by the Pirates, uh, one today and in the last week as well. Obviously, it's kind of the calm before the storm. The winter meeting's a couple weeks away, but... The minor moves, uh, as you reported today, Sam Mole claimed by the Pirates off waivers from the A's, uh, 25-year-old lefty reliever, and then also kind of a fan favorite, backup shortstop Gift Ngope, first African-born player to reach the majors. He was traded to the Blue Jays. Talk to us a little bit about those two moves. Yeah, Sam Mole kind of fits in their search for left-handed relief options. Uh, you know, you, I, I wrote today that they you can kind of tick away how they, they cut away at the depth of their, their left-handed bullpen options. Uh, Antonio Bastardo was ineffective and released in July. They traded Tony Watson, who by that point had become a, a lefty setup man at, at the trade deadline. They did not uh, exercise Wade LeBlanc's option, and then they dropped Dan Runzler off the 40-man and outrighted him. So at this point, they have three lefties on the 40-man other than Rivera, or three lefty reliever options other than Felipe Rivera, of course, the closer. And it's Jack Leathersitch, Nick Turley, another waiver claim earlier this month, and now uh, Sam Mole. So those are all three inexperienced guys. The Pirates like to, you know, take chances and try to find value uh, where other people might not be looking for it, where it's affordable, uh, such as on the waiver wire. So it kind of makes sense that they would take a shot on him. Some of these guys don't make it to spring training. Some of them don't last a month on the roster, you know, get dropped off, and the Pirates have to make other moves. But they had the open roster spot. They need a left-hander. Might as well take a chance and see if this guy who, you know, they've liked and they like some of his uh, indicating numbers in the minors especially, just see if he, he works out or maybe can stay in the organization and provide some depth in an area where they need it. Uh, Gift and go pay is actually a completely different story in the sense that they have uh, enough depth they feel like at shortstop. And it was pretty apparent in September uh, that he wasn't necessarily in their long-term plan as good as he was, you know, in, in the minors and some of the improvements that he showed offensively, you know, and as great as his glove is, it's, he's pretty much unquestionably there was their best defender in the system at all times. Uh, maybe short of Starling Marte, that's probably about it. Uh, there just wasn't really a fit anymore. You know, they don't, they can't really carry uh, an all glove utility player given some of their offensive needs. Uh, they, they focused in September on Max Moroff and Sean Rodriguez behind Jordy Mercer at shortstop. And then they have a long line of prospects, actually, at the shortstop position coming up. Kevin Newman in AAA, Cole Tucker probably in AA, Stephen Alvarez in Class A, and then Adrian Valerio down below him in, in A-ball as well. So they have some depth there. I know it was tough for the Pirates to cut ties with Gifts just because he's a really likable guy. He you know, was an incredible story, first African-born a player to reach the majors, grew up in a baseball clubhouse in South Africa with his mother who passed away. Uh, while he was with the Pirates, his little brother signed with the Pirates out of South Africa as well. So I know it wasn't easy in a personal standpoint, but it made sense for the Pirates to, you know, use that 40-man spot somewhere else and to give Gift another opportunity, and maybe he'll catch on in Toronto. We're talking with MLB.com's Adam Berry. And Adam, we talked about a couple minor moves there that you uh, went through, and, and some of the bigger moves could be coming as we get towards winter meetings. There's been some Garrett Cole trade rumors, perhaps. Andrew McCutcheon face of the franchise but seems like he's staying put and the core seems to be staying intact is there a bit of a balance right now trying to figure out okay are we trying to build around our veteran core star players or maybe even use those guys to get younger and sort of and sort of start over if you will or is the focus really just continue to keep Cole keep McCutcheon and build around them as we get towards the winter meetings yeah, I, I think that is the goal, to build around those guys. Uh, you know, things can change. If they get an offer that they like, they could 
trade McCutcheon, I think that's unlikely heading into his last year of club control. I don't think they trade him this offseason. I think he's the center fielder batting third on opening day. And they could trade Cole, but that's probably even more unlikely because he's two years away and he's coming off of, in some regards, a good year based off of his workload and the strikeouts and his stuff. But the numbers quite aren't at peak value, so I don't know if it's a time to trade him. There was a rumor, I think uh, somebody out of Minnesota reported that the Twins have expressed an interest or have spoken internally or one of those buzzwords this time of the offseason. And, you know, those are those offers are going to happen. There's going to be those discussions because Garrett Cole is young, controllable, and when he's right, very good. So I don't think that's going to happen yet, if only because the Pirates have a lot of depth in the rotation. They don't have a lot of top-end depth. They don't necessarily have a guy, you know, I don't know who their opening day starter would be if it wasn't Garrett Cole next year. And that's it's really hard to imagine the Pirates, unless they completely retrench and do decide to rebuild, which is the other plan you mentioned, I don't see them moving on from Garrett Cole at this point. This time next year, I think it's a very real conversation. Maybe at the trade deadline, if they fall off and are contending, Garrett Cole might be a really intriguing piece. You know, with a year and a half of control, top end of the you know rotation potential, but uh, I don't see it happening this off season. So there's going to be a lot of talk, but probably not a lot of action. Yeah, and I mean the Pirates do have young pitchers in the system too uh, that pitched well in the Arizona Fall League, Mitch Keller, Taylor Hearn as well. So they want to see how those guys develop, and maybe mm-hmm. sooner than later they could get into that rotation at the major league level. Um, Adam, just wanted to switch gears before we wrap up here. Um, Always a lot of talk about money and contracts and trades, but sometimes we forget about the really great efforts going on off the field and in the community. And you wrote about the hurricane relief effort that the Pirates are involved in down in uh, in Puerto Rico. I was wondering if you could just talk a little, little bit about that and what the players are doing down there. Yeah, the Pirates actually, when they got back at the end of the season, they, uh, they made an effort to go down to Puerto Rico uh, to provide some hurricane relief, they wanted to bring the supplies that they gathered through the courtesy of Pittsburghers and Pirates fans and some of the local businesses here in Pittsburgh. Uh, they actually gathered them in a relief drive for two days outside PNC Park, uh, basically right after the end of the season. I uh, gathered that and then took it personally on a FedEx cargo plane, two FedEx cargo planes actually, down to Puerto Rico uh, where Joey Cora, Mike Gonzalez, and Sean Rodriguez actually went out uh, into towns and donated those supplies. Uh, Sean Rodriguez and Mike Gonzalez literally went door to door in Gonzalez's hometown of Caguas or of uh, Calle, sorry, and handed out supplies. And the stories they told, and that I tried to relay in the, the feature that I wrote on Thanksgiving, were really incredible. Uh, I think the one thing they that they took away, as well as Cora, uh, was yeah, it's depressing, and there's a lot of heartbreak, and it's really hard to see, uh, you know, the island still getting back on its feet after the hurricane, so many people without power and water, and, you know, in this, the land of Roberto Clemente, who obviously means so much uh, to the Pirates and to Pittsburgh. Uh, but there was so much fight in the people, and I, I thought that was really neat to hear from Cora and Gonzalez, who are both uh, Puerto Rican. So that was a really neat uh, thing that the Pirates did, basically from the top down, from owner Bob Nutting, team president Frank Cooley, right down to the players, and especially the fans who came out to uh, – to donate supplies, water, you know, anything they could spare. Uh, it was a really neat thing that the Pirates did. And it's like you said, you know, people get caught up, especially in October and heading into the offseason on the moves and, you know, the postseason and all that kind of stuff. And then you realize also that there are bigger picture things that the, the organization can do, not just the team. And uh, a lot of those things are very good like this, like this effort that the Pirates did in Puerto Rico. Absolutely, Adam. Uh, well said, definitely. And um, thanks as always for the time. Great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next week.
All right, sounds good. Awesome. That was Adam Berry. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras.